Hello and welcome to the Drink and Geek Out podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You're listening to episode 168, Top 15 Jedis. Is the plural of Jedi, Jedis, or Jedi? With your host, Saf, with the Whoopi from Sun King. Uh, Dustin with the Roulette. Russian appears stout from Indiana City. And Keith with the Milk State Milkshake Stout <laughs> from <laughs> Rochester Mills. <laughs> It is my favorite. The third one usually is. Yep. <laughs> All right, everyone, welcome to episode 168, the top 15 Jedi, because I think we double backed and looked up the plural of Jedi is not Jedi's. <laughs> That one's on me. I put it on the teleprompter, and you know how Ron gets. Ron Burgundy just reads what it's written. <laughs> All right, so yeah, who Let's goes? Start, start, start with the beer, and then we'll go. Yeah, and then in the mid, we'll break for another beer. Oh, that's me! I get to go first. So I have a I have a roulette, Russian Imperial Stout in front of me. It is from Indiana City, uh, which is amazing. We had that on a couple shows ago. Uh, not mad. Yeah, uh, they make is. good stouts as well as uh, hazy. Mm-hmm. So the roulette is a Russian Imperial Stout. It has 10% ABV, so it'll knock you on your butt. Mm-hmm. And it has 80 IBUs, which is around the world with 80 beers. <laughs> <laughs> is our nerd slogan reference. So complex malt flavor with rich roasted aroma and a warm finish. Good times are good times, but a hangover is rough. And those movies are rough to watch, too, as well. Hangover movies? Yeah. The first one's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to watch it two more times, you can watch the second. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yep. So the can uh, is black all around. So it it resembles their mainstay cans. Uh, not their doodle art, but their mainstay ones. Uh, the font is the same as normal. It says, you know, roulette the at the top. Cursive font. Yep. And then along in a circle, they have some Russian. I do not know any Russian, so I can't help you with that. But hey, in, Keith, what's that say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> oh, dang it. There's a star in the middle. And then inside that star, you have a... Uh, a it's not a barrel. It's... um. Gun barrel. And a revolver. That's not a barrel. That's where the bullets go in the revolver. Yeah. What's ba- the gun barrel? Oh, the barrel's like the tip. Yeah, just the tip. It's where it shoots from. <laughs> but this is this is the uh hold on. Where you love the bullets. Yeah, Google what is the name of the thing <laughs> that you load bullets? Keith's a gun guy. What's it called? Uh, into a revolver. Bullet holder. <laughs> bullet holder. Perfect. <laughs> Um, speed loader is a device that holds and positions all rounds, typically five or six, depending on the model, and is used for loading all chambers of the revolver simultaneously for fast loading. That's not what I need. No. Uh, cylinder, part of a revolver that holds ammunition. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, that's it. Cylinder. There you go. The cylinder with the six shot, six shooter, whatever. It's got one bullet in there. To show Russian roulette, you spin it, close it, and then yeah. pull the trigger. We all know what we're describing. 
Yeah. Right. I whatever. Uh but <laughs> <laughs> guns. Eh. We're not we're gun. gamers, not gunners. Yeah, so they do have the one bullet in there. And the one bullet inside of it actually has the ABVs and the IBUs, and the IBUs were wrong on the website. What? So you know how on a bullet they have like that printed like where it came I from do. and what it is? Yeah, that it has yeah, ABVs and that. IBUs in there. But it says 80 on the website, and it's 86. Maybe someone misread it. So now we're going to update Ooh. what 86 is. Give me three seconds. I have it already pulled up. So do I. 86 is the Maxwell Smart. He's mm. Agent 86 in the Get Smart series. There you go. That's much better than the... No, it's not, but it's still good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's geeky enough. It's geeky enough, that yeah. In the center of the cartridge is the uh, Indiana Indiana's City, City logo. logo. Yep. So overall, a it's, a very, it's a very nice uh, logo. Like, it's clean. So, yeah. Yeah, I like it. There's a lot of like little gems there. Yeah. And if you want to see what it looks like, you can either go and untap and look, or their Instagram as well has it in there. So you can take a look. And if you could tell us what the Russian said, that would yeah. be very helpful. Please and thank you. Uh, all right. So the color, I don't really want to bore you to death with this, but it's... Dark. Yeah. <laughs> it is a... Randomly pick one uh, oh. color. I can do Zim, uh, the, there we go, 54, the uh, Venom Symbiote. Sure. Say Darth Vader's butt. <laughs> Darth Vader's butt. There you go. <laughs> we have a Darth Vader's butt. Um, let's see what it smells like. It smells like pure alcohol. Mm. Delicious. Did you say 10%? Yeah. So that makes sense. Right. And because stouts don't usually have too much of a flavor unless, of course, they're, you know. Added things to added it. Added stuff to you. But, yeah. No, it's it smells like a stout with alcohol. Mm-hmm. And it tastes, you could taste that alcohol. And it's got like a um, a roasty, toasty flavor to it. Is there what, a burn or anything? Yeah. I mean, just a little bit. It's really bitter for a stout. Like, I'm I'm not like comfortable with how bitter this is i mean that 86 ibus is already like kind of a spooky thing there yeah that's potent yeah um i could tell you what untap says if you would like me to jump in go right ahead i'm trying to decipher this one and taste it a little bit more go ahead. i'm gonna yeah that's what i was guessing get give you a chance to uh collect your thoughts mm-hmm. there are a hundred and or not a hundred eight hundred and fifty six total check-ins 674 ratings with a 3.93 so almost a 4 out of 5 Mm -hmm. I have one friend nope couple friends but they haven't really said much Mr. Gone says really liked this one a lot and gave it a 5 out of 5 wow he loves his stouts (laughs) Ooh. This is why we love you, Mr. Gonvy Six. Mm-hmm. He had a little sampler. Mm-hmm. Dustin the Duke checked this in and said I won't read that. <laughs> Did you have uh Mr. Pecan Coldesac? Uh-uh. I, I do. Oh yeah. He's got he gave that a four, said Beer Summit Brew number six. 
This is a smooth coffee flavored with a helping of chocolate. It's good. Also, the end of my what? End of his night. End of his night. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if I agree with the <clears throat> chocolate per se, but I do get the coffee. Maybe a little stout? bit of the chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Chocolate is typical in stout, so mm-hmm. maybe they're just like ex- expecting it at this point. I think yeah. sometimes the roastiness and the mm-hmm. chocolate they kind of blend together. Yeah. Hard to distinguish. Uh, Dustin Wood from the uh, Barrel Chat. Give it a four. Formerly Barrel Chat. Are they, are they? I don't know. They haven't released an episode in like 25 months. And as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, they're still doing it. So uh, Jesse Favor from that one podcast that we said that we don't remember. Uh, he gave it a 375. What is that damn podcast called? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Dustin Wood again. Dustin Wood gave it a five uh, in 2015. Um, he gave it a five in 2015 and then it went down in 2015 and then it, (laughs) it went down again in 2016. It's Mm. getting worse and worse. Yeah. It's just the word. I don't know. Maybe he just liked it at first and then he's like, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. We actually met Jesse at the corn maze. Mm. That's right. I knew his face looked familiar. I just don't know what his podcast is called. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I guess we, I'll, I'll just stay with my my rating, so I don't have to sit and really think uh, too hard about it. Um. I don't see no. any other. Ooh, there's a good one right here. Uh, John N. He drank it at home. Uh, deep brown pour that rests jet black, thin micro bubbles, white head. He's he's a uh, beer advocate guy, I guess. Uh, smells roasty along with a bit of coffee, velvety smooth. I agree. A lot of alcohol up front. I agree. Warm finish. I agree. Uh, old school ass kicking stout here. No bourbon or coffee here, but a good tough guy drink. I I added, I added tough okay. guy. I added tough guy. Do you want me? Don't you want the bourbon in there for yeah. tough guy? Do you want me to read your check in for you? Go ahead. Yeah, I gave it a three and a. I, this dude gave it a three no. and a half. Uh, so this guy, the Duke at Drink and Geek Out, he gave it a <laughs> 4.25. Yep. And he said, pretty darn good, especially on staycation. Mm-hmm. I, did, I didn't want to say pandemic, and I had to stay at <laughs> home. <laughs> <laughs> so you enjoy it more than average. Yeah. Uh, Edwin W. So he's basically stealing my name because my middle name is Edwin. Uh, used this to make ice cream, drank what was left. Good stuff, actually. What? What the fuck does that mean? Good stuff, actually. <laughs> I, I appreciate the low for the style ABV. It's 10%. Uh, chocolate and dark fruit. I guess 10% is pretty low for a Russian Imperial. I feel like that's, like, mm-hmm. right on point. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's... Yeah. I don't think it's too high or too low. Super <laughs> roasty, boozy, bitter. It's dark, but lacking some balance. Needs something, maybe time. Dylan E gave it a three and a half. Could yeah. you give us a pale's pairing? Yeah, uh, I would eat this. <laughs> I would eat with <laughs> a cheese. <laughs> yep, that's what I was hoping you'd say. <laughs> maybe, maybe some nuts. Brie. Mm. You know what? Bree sounds pretty good. Maybe a uh, maybe some Irish Dubliner, uh, maybe because <laughs> this is very stouty up the up the alley.
we've actually been sitting on this uh, topic forever, right? Uh, yeah, we've we've made it, and then we kind of uh, sitting back, and I went through and I added some notes about these people, uh, just so just in case we don't know who they are. I think yep, the that would be me. This episode was July twenty eighth, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And we failed to record it. Yeah, just like our home, far from home episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, that one Marvel <laughs> movie. I don't know. Anyways, without further ado, do, 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 do. these are based on what? What did you? How did you determine the top fifteen? There was a list on a website. And then I deleted all the ones I didn't recognize <laughs> and uh, <laughs> left me with 15. Perfect. That's that's what I like. All right. Here we go. Without further ado, I said that. What's my third time saying that? Third time. Say it one more time. Without There's so much ado. <laughs> <laughs> so much ado. Number 15 is Yaddle. Oh, this one I added because this is yeah. a personal choice. Personal favorite. And the mother of baby Yoda, by the way. Hmm. Not really. I assume. No. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, Baby Yoda's the love child of uh, Yoda. And, Yoda. Yeah, that's what everyone is saying. So she's a background she... character in uh, Phantom Menace <laughs> that never speaks or does anything, and she looks like an absolute troll. <laughs> <laughs> but I like her because it's proof that Yoda's not the only one of these. Yeah. Yeah. So she is a Force-sensitive female being of the same species as the Grandmaster Yoda, was a Jedi Master and member of the Jedi High Council during the last years of the Galactic Republic. She trained a thespian? Thispiasian? Padawan? Opa Rancis, who eventually joined Yaddle on the High Council by the time of the invasion of Naboo. That's that's more than I knew about her. Yeah, I that's didn't know everything she was. there is to know. She looks ugly, and she <laughs> <laughs> and she did that stuff you said. Yeah. Uh, just just for clarification, I'm not targeting her. Yoda is also ugly. Yes. In this first movie, well, before they did the Blu-ray release, the CGI, they yeah. CGI'd him in the release, yeah. but yeah, this they were both puppet. puppets and bad puppets. <laughs> yes. Creepy like, looking puppets. Like horror film worse than <laughs> Leprechaun public <laughs> puppets. It's almost got a uh, Michael Jackson vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> late, late in life Michael Jackson. Oh, jeez. Well, especially with the nose there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is. Blanket. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Yes, please. Uh, Liminara Undali. Unduli? Unduli. She was a Marillion. Marillion? You had it right the first time. I, I feel like I had an extra eye in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> female Jedi Master during the final days of the Jedi Order. She commanded the 41st, a new uh, geek reference on our thing. I'll have to add that to the IBUs. <laughs> 41st Elite Corps. 
the Grand Army of the Republic and was the master of Padawan bare ass coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Together, they fought in numerous battlefields of the Clone Wars before Afi turned against the Jedi Order and bombed the Jedi Temple. She's from the Clone Wars, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's based on that picture. Familiar. Yeah, seen her before. Because I've seen all the Clone Wars except the new ones that are out on Disney Plus. D Plus, yeah. Because I don't have that yet. I, I I've only seen like the first season, but I do remember she's in there a little bit, but she doesn't have mm-hmm. many lines. Moving on to number thirteen, we have Ahsoka Tano. Which is nicknamed Snips by her master and known as Ashla after the Clone Wars, was a Jedi Padawan who, after the conflict, helped establish a network of various rebels, rebel cells against the Galactic Empire. A Togruta female, Tano was discovered on her homeworld of Shill by Jedi Master Plo Kloon. Plo Kun, sorry, who brought her to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant to receive Jedi training. Following the outbreak of the Clone Wars, Jedi Grandmaster Yoda assigned the young Tano to be a Padawan learner of the Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker, whom she joined at the Battle of Christophus. Anakin Skywalker. I don't know if you heard of him. I've never heard of that. He's a minor character. (laughs) Whereas Tano was eager to prove herself, Skywalker had a reputation for recklessness for difficult start as master and apprentice. I did. I have heard of Plo Kloon. He's on the list plo coon is on the list yes. later mm-hmm. i like I, his I, role coming up i think that this ranking is a little misranked but definitely not like that far off she does she definitely deserves to be on the list but yeah. the fact that she hasn't been in any of the movies yet her yet home. yet <gasps> yeah so, uh the sources tell me that uh, what's that? The night nurse in Daredevil. What was her name? Rosario Dawson. Yes, Rosario Dawson was cast as uh Miss Osoka here for the season two of Mandalorian. Supposedly, supposedly, that's what we're hearing, or allegedly's. So, when does Mandalorian take place? It, in the timeline it of the movies takes place after everything no no, no. It, it takes place after return of the jedi but before for awakens yeah before force awakens because there the galactic empire is not really a thing but they they still have some cells and stormtroopers doing their thing but there's no first order so hopefully we'll learn why she's not. Yeah. But she's not in the original trilogy, even Ooh. though she's alive during it. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just like the questions that we have about Solo. Why is Darth Maul at the end of it? Yeah, why is he still alive if he... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I'll have to catch up on Mandalorian to see. Mm-hmm. I think it's good casting. I it's unfortunate that the person doing the voice didn't get to uh, play the character, mm-hmm. but they, I understand wanting to do like an actual 
celebrity who's been in thing like acted physically in things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, think, he, like, I mean, based on the the images I've seen of this character, she, I, Rosario Dawson does resemble a little bit. Yeah, I think there's a lot of backlash. People are upset about it because she's not orange. <laughs> yeah, we should get Donald Trump to play. Yeah, I don't know. I know that some people are saying that it should be like an Indian, uh, like a Native American actress, but I think Rosaria Dawson fits the 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 bill she, the sign. She's yeah. I don't. I couldn't. I don't know what uh, ethnicity she Rosaria Dawson is, but she's definitely a mixture. I feel like, mm-hmm. and like definitely she's still... in the Disney family, being on all the right. Marvel shows. So yeah. like, it, it definitely makes sense. They should just paint her the orange color. Yeah, I mean, because they have the green characters, the blue characters, <laughs> and I mean, right. It's and, not like uh, Gamora is Gamora. Yeah, or blue. No, why that wouldn't be hard to pull off. So. Right. Uh, just as an update, she is uh, a mixture. She's a mutt. Her mother is a Cuban, uh, Puerto Rican ancestry, and then her father is a white guy. Hmm. Patrick yeah, Harris. Some... Uh, ya Real Poof was a male quagmire <laughs> uh, Jedi Master who served on the Jedi High Council during the final years of the Galactic Republic, both an expert uh, practitioner of Jedi mind tricks and illusions and a skilled diplomat and teacher. Poof witnessed the re-emergence of the Jedi's ancient enemy, the Sith, and the discovery of the Chosen One, Anakin Skywalker, who was prophesied to bring balance to the Force. He pr- uh, perished on the mission sometime prior to the Battle of Genosis and was replaced on the Council by the Verk Jedi Master Coleman Trebor. So that's what? Kyrmian? Mm-hmm. I think it's Kyrmian. Yeah. You'll remember him on the Jedi Council as the longed neck, like big headed guy. Yeah. Pivotal, pivotal in the Clone Wars. I believe they were actually the ones that were developing the. The, on, the clone soldiers. Yeah, on Camino. Mm-hmm. 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 Dude is on neck. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the giraffe alien. Yes. The giraffe man. He's got one of the best names, too. Yeah. Yarrow Poof. Yarrow Poof. Oh, I love this next guy. His face. <laughs> <laughs> he cracks me up. Uh, Spoiler alert. Uh, he also dies. Kit yep. Fist, well, all these guys pretty much. <laughs> Kit Fisto, a Nortolan Jedi during the last years of the Galactic Republic. He was among the Jedi who fought in the Battle of Genosis. He was one of the few survivors out of the 200 Jedi who fought in the battle. He became a Jedi general in army in the Clone Wars and took part in such conflicts as Mission to Vasic Three and Battle of Moncala. Moncala. <laughs> That's a game. It's, is it a Star Wars game? No, it's a bead game, I think. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it has little itty-bitty marbles or marbles. some shit, and you gotta put them in... Yeah, we just got rid of that game. 
so I have no fucking interest in playing it. Yeah, you'll remember this guy in the original. Yeah, the, you, not the original the prequels. The prequels. If you look at the the Clone Wars, you see that dumb face before he dies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so he smiles. Be like, oh, hey guys. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, why are you smiling in the middle of this army battlefield like oh <laughs> we're here to help right oh i think we should stop and do a beer oh yeah I, I did the same thought the i'll same do thought. the beer because yeah. we did five if there's 15 yeah let's yeah. do let's, works for me let's go while we get the next beer ready i just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on twitter and instagram at drink in geek out you can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, drinkingeekout.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at drinkingeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content. Find us there at patreon.com backslash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. Um, so... Technically, I drank this beer a week ago, but I remember it well enough. It is the Sun King Bee. It's a, a pastry stout. Pastry stout from Sun King. It contains. Let me scroll. Um, it's a whoopie pie uh, pastry stout made with whoopie pies from broad at the, at our broad location with the food partner offshore. The result is a sweet stout packed with chocolate pastry character. So we know what uh, whoopie pie is. It's like mm-hmm. the two chocolate discs with a marshmallowy whipped cream type thing in the middle. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about offshore. If somebody has a chance to look that up, that would be helpful. It contains 7.8% ABV, 10%. Uh, 10 IBUs that is the Hamilton because he's on the $10 $10 founding father mm. uh, so this the oh, real quick offshore broad ripple is a f- restaurant yeah they, they make the whoopie pies that were yep. used to make this stout yeah it's located inside the Sun King in broad ripple oh I was not aware of that yeah, so it because uh, the Broad Ripple uh, Sun King uh, is in the old Three Wisemen, and they have a big area plus kitchen, and Sun King doesn't have a kitchen, so they either rent it out or just have someone in there. Interesting. I've not been to this, the uh, Broad Ripple location. The downtown mm-hmm. main location is closer for me. Yeah, and the... And- uh, the one in the the new Fisher's location that opened up yeah. is much closer for me. So mm-hmm, the little tap room. Mm-hmm. Yep. The caramel place is probably closer too. Yeah, I can either go. No, I mean the yard. You know how they opened up the the uh, the restaurant yard in Fisher's. Yeah. The tap room on Ninety Sixth Street Sunking closed and moved there. Oh, I didn't realize that. And so it's like two minutes closer. <laughs> and the distillery is in Carmel, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. So I got. Do you hear that squeaking? Yes. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> it's his dog. It's Spock just ran in here with his toy, and he's <laughs> in the bed right next to me. And I didn't even pay attention because I ignore that. <laughs> he's he's going to town. <laughs> Get out! Of here. Give me that. <laughs> I threw it down the hallway. Uh, <laughs> um. 
so uh, about a week ago, I went to the downtown brewery and got a crawler of this just because whoopie pies are like my favorite dessert. Yeah. And then in a stout, sign me up. And um, I couldn't wait until this episode to drink it. I drank it already. <laughs> well, I might go to the sun, the Fisher's location and give me a crawler of this if they still have crawlers. Cause... I mean, it's fantastic. It's, it's a dessert stout to a tea. Yeah. It, I mean... It definitely sounds like something Allison would like because... Uh, she absolutely loved the donuts one they used with Jack's. They took the yeah. Jack's donuts and made them. Yeah, very sweet. So be ready for that. Oh, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go into the can and the color. I had a crawler, so it's just like the crawler can. Mm-hmm. With they put a little sticker on it. There's nothing special there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the color of the beer, it's black. I can pick a color. Give me a second. Um. Go with 52 Riddick goggles. Mm. It's it's basically black. There's a little bit of foam there, but like the tan foam, but overall it's just a black beer, black stout. Um, the scent, it's got like a, it's got your normal stout scent, which is not much, mm-hmm. but you can also smell like the sweet character of the <laughs> of the whoopie pies you're making whoopee over there <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that um but uh yeah i'll get into my score here in a second if it tell me about the untapped stuff first sure untapped out of 287 check-in has a 3.92 average i had one friend that Me? you guys don't. Well, I had two friends. I won't mention yours because you can talk for yourself. Uh, Matt Strobel, uh, he didn't say anything, but he gave it a 3.75 and he had it at the brew. I don't have any friends who've checked this in other than Seth. Yeah, are there any comments besides me? I'm uh, looking. Yeah. I mean, this, don't tell us how to do our job. Leslie L. <laughs> Is drinking a. <laughs> she just drink... wanted to make sure everybody gets their information in before. Yeah. So about to close this out. Right. Uh, ch- chocolate nose, great devil's food, cake taste, touch of vanilla, nice malty undertones, creamy marshmallow finish. Uh, slightly sweet, but yummy. Uh, 4.25. She bought this at the location I plan on going to grab it. So hopefully it's still there. The 25th. She bought it three days ago. Good, 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 good. If you have that craft sellers app, that Sun King has a good track record of updating it with what beers they have on tap. Um, Should be able to reserve it. Get out after of you buy it. They'll yeah. Set it to the side. Yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and order online and just make the trip over there. I gotta quote unquote sober up <laughs> um, before I go there. Three three pints of beer. I don't want to drive, but I will. Yeah. Um, I'm okay. curious in trying the uh, Wee Mac Cherry. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Those are that's Ooh. literally two of us gonna get <laughs> the Wee yeah. the Wee Mac <laughs> I Cherry. Almost got the, I, I don't know why I didn't. I got the the Java version instead, but the mm. Cherry ones. 
A uh, crowler full of whoopee for this new Brew Thursday. Luckily, I have a stockpile of goodies to get me through at least uh, for June. Uh, okay, I guess he's expecting a shutdown from until June. He yeah. gave it. He gave it a. <laughs> he gave it a three. What? That's unfortunate. Wow. Yeah. Fuck you, buddy. Uh, I have, uh, Tim B. Um, gave it. He says uh, he gave it a four point two five. He says, "Damn, if this doesn't taste like a cookie." Very approachable and nuanced flavors. Allie T, she gave a punny response. She said, whoop, there it is, but only gave, <laughs> it, a, only gave it a three. Go fuck yourself, oh, Allie. You have a Notre Dame logo. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's purely from a, a football standpoint. Uh, boiler mm-hmm. up. I don't really. Yeah, there's one. Part of a flight. One of my faves. Very drinkable. Uh, four and a half. Yeah. So, yep. So yeah. I gave it a four. Good. And I said a delicious dessert beer. And I'm glad Sun King stayed open to provide it for me. Um, it, I mean, it is, it's very sweet. So you got to be ready for that. Right. You get like the chocolate and like sort of a marshmallowy flavor from it. And, um, I did get a stomach ache, which I don't know if it was from the beer or from what I ate for, for our dinner that night. So it might be overly sweet. Mm, yeah. For to to drink thirty two ounces yourself or whatever a crowler is. Yeah. Um too rich, but I think. It, yeah, it's very rich, but it is delicious. It's one of the best like dessert beers I've had. So I definitely recommend it. It's just a lot to have. I would probably drink it in a flight or a pint rather than like mm-hmm. a whole crowler or growler. Uh, speaking of new releases, uh, I just saw this posted six hours ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Sun King New Can Orange Vanilla Sunlight Cream Ale. Yes, Ooh, yeah, that. they had a bunch of like their color haze. They did like three or four different flavors for like, mm, yeah, I have to go back there. It says, after months of research and billions of samples, not really billions, I just wanted to say billions, we, f- <laughs> we finally landed on the perfect orange vanilla sunlight cream ale. You can pick it up as a six-pack. That At- sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm, I might actually go ahead and do that. They said, <laughs> should be rolling out to retailers next week. So you might actually be able to find them in a can. Um, should be there and and cray 1307 said will it be distributed in fort wayne sun king replied should be heading that way two hours ago sweet so you should be able to get some as well hopefully they open a location up in fort wayne i hope so they should i mean they have the airport they have broad ripple they have two up near me uh in fishers and in carmel i don't see why they wouldn't right i know they talked about it Mm mm-hmm but I think they talked about it during the, the time that the barrel limits were getting slashed. Mm-hmm. All right, back to the list. Back to it. We are on number 10 on this list called Sassy Tin. <laughs> Sassy, sassy. I I never heard of this guy. I think he's sassy. He's sassy. Sassy tin. Uh, a force <laughs> sensitive <laughs> Iktochi male from the moon Iktoch 
was a Jedi Master who served on the Jedi High Council during the last years of the Galactic Republic. A skilled lightsaber combatant and starfighter pilot, Tin fought in the Clone Wars as a Jedi General in the of the Grand Army of the Republic. Uh, he was slain by Darth Sidious when the Jedi confronted the Sith Lord, who was revealed to be the true identity of Supreme Chancellor Shi Palpatine. So he went in with Mace Windu, I believe. Yeah, right? yeah yes. Most of these guys are from the prequels because that's when the Jedi were at their peak before they got uh, taken over by the Emperor. This guy looks like he's out of Doom, kind of like Cyber Demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got that he's little demon esque vibe to him. things. Yeah, those are horns, not ears. Yeah. Just in case you were wondering. Um, that's the only like reference that I remember of him being in that room in the Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith. Like I don't remember him in any other parts. And Sheev Palpatine is Emperor Palpatine's first name. Mm-hmm. Sheev. His favorite quote, I am the Senate. <laughs> I am the Senate. <laughs> Help me, Anakin. I'm weak. That was my also favorite quote. Help me. <laughs> Help me. I can't. No. <laughs> All right. Number nine, Ki Adi Mundi or Conehead. A <laughs> uh, force sensitive conehead male, or sorry, uh, played by Will Ferrell, Syrian, Syrian, Syrian male, Syrian. was a Jedi Master and member of the High Council during the last years of the Galactic Republic. By the time of the Clone Wars, Mundi became a Jedi General in the, the Grand Army of the Republic. Like his Jedi colleagues, he led the Republic clone troopers against the Separatist Alliance forces in several battles across the galaxy, including the first and second campaign on Genosis and the Outer Rim sieges. In 19 before Yevin, or be- <laughs> the, before the Battle of Yevin, sorry, before the Battle of Yevin, yeah, yep. BBY, uh, the, th- the third BB-8, and I think you mean, yeah, the BB-8. <laughs> In 19 BB-8, the third and final year of the war, Mundi oversaw the Republic invasion of my goatee. Because <laughs> he has a goatee, you see it? I got it. I get it. Yeah. With the galactic memes under his command. Uh, he was always the one that stood out for me. Uh, I'm a big fan of Will Ferrell, so I did enjoy his cameo in this film. <laughs> Well, Farrell played him in the <laughs> MTV Movie Awards <laughs> version. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. He always seemed like a good guy, but I don't know. It seemed like the prequels definitely kind of downplayed the importance of some of these. Uh, the prequels introduced a lot of interesting looking characters and gave them backstories, but they never did anything. Mm-hmm. I think Clone Wars really took a lot yeah. of these characters a lot deeper and we got to see more of them. I want to say he's in. I don't I would imagine he, he should be. Yeah. Unless he, well, yeah, he probably died. I mean, they all die in and order 66 Sith. Yeah. yeah. I get it. But I mean, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, they play out more in the Clone Wars, which, not gone all the way through yet. 
Mm-hmm. Same. It's good. Oh, and I I've... like what I watch. I uh, like definitely the music alone is worth <laughs> mm-hmm. worth watching. I think next me. Yep. yep. Number eight, Plo Koon, as we mentioned earlier, was a Keldor male from the planet Dorin, who who became a Jedi Master and a lifetime member of the Jedi High Council, holding the position from after the Tony Stark hyperspace war <laughs> to the end of the Galactic Republic in 19 BBY. During the Clone Wars, Kuhn served as a Jedi general in the Grand Army of the Republic, leading soldiers in campaigns fighting Genosis and at Kalida souls, amongst others. Kuhn was also a complete... Wait, what? Kuhn was also a accomplished starfighter pilot anyway plo clune i remember him uh from the clone wars yeah wars again you guys haven't seen that um developed his no 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 no, no. we haven't finished it i've watched a lot of it i know i know i know some of it damn son jeez uh i loved his character in that um he was very wise in it really showed the the general type leadership that he was in and he had that scene at the end of order 66 where they shot him down mm-hmm. uh, as a pilot you don't see many jedi pilots besides like anakin um, anakin or luke mm-hmm. the two main ones i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> speaking of main ones we can get into some of the main characters people yeah we're getting there uh, number seven on the list, we have Mace Windu, a force sensitive human male, was a revered Jedi Master member of the Jedi High Council during the last years of the Galactic Republic. During his time in the Jedi Order, he once served as elected leader of the Jedi and during the Clone Wars as a Jedi General and the Grand Public. He was the greatest champion of the Jedi Order and promoted its ancient traditions amidst the growing influence of the dark side of the Force in the corrupt, declining days of the Republic. And I believe, wasn't he, or isn't he the strongest Jedi that was out there? Most powerful? He was played by Sam Jackson? Sam, he, Sam w- he was. He was uh, He was really strong. Is he stronger uh, than Yoda? I th- think. The, the issue that I have with this description was he was not technically human. Hmm. He was a human male, but the planet that he was on... None of nobody's uh, is humans are earthlings. Is yeah. that what we're saying? Yeah. And so nobody's human in this. Mm-hmm. So essentially, the planet that he's actually from has a slower rotational gravity, and so his age. I guess sorry, no, it's quicker, uh, a quicker rotational gravity, uh, and so he ages, his number ages quicker. Or I don't know what it is, but he he can live up to seven hundred years old, right? So he's a he's a he's a Chewbacca, essentially. And so, <laughs> the, the, like one of the main thoughts about Mace Windu is he survives the fall out the window and he goes into hiding. I hope. So, yeah, I'm I'm willing to like to bet that that that's the case. And people are like, how could he potentially be in the uh, the three movies after seven, eight, nine? And that that's an explanation for it. But obviously that never happened. He's Finn's dad. There you go. I like it. There you go. (laughs) 
But I, I do like Mace. He's super strong, super powerful. The only and, one with a purple lightsaber. Yeah, only, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. And he's got like that that attitude, and that could just be Sam Jackson. Like he's I mean, got yeah. it's all Sam Jackson. He wanted. Yeah, to he brought that. To the he basically got to do whatever he wanted. Right. <laughs> Tired of these motherfucking Jedi's. Yeah, so the only thing he didn't get to do hover was drop his plane. <laughs> right. He couldn't say the f bomb. <laughs> The first uh, in uh, Phantom Menace, he has like three lines and you're like, what? Why is Sam Jackson in this movie? And then like <laughs> as, as the as they go on, you he has more to do. But it's like, right. what the hell? <laughs> yeah. He says like three words. OK, so my turn. Uh, no, yeah. my turn. My turn. My turn. OK. No. Yeah. I follow Keith. My turn. Oh, uh, yeah. I did. Plug in. Yeah. Number six. The one before we take a break, Anakin Skywalker. Uh, we've never heard of we've character. pretty much have determined that this is a, a minor character, but he's number <laughs> six. Anakin Skywalker, a force sensitive human male, was a Jedi Knight of the Galactic Republic and the chosen one of the Force. He's supposed to bring balance. During the Clone Wars, his accomplishments uh, as or on the battlefield, or as a battlefield commander. Oh, there we go. As a battlefield commander, earned him the hero with no fear moniker. After turning to the dark side of the force, he became known as Darth Vader. What? What? Mm-hmm. Hold, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Rewind. What? <laughs> uh, became known as Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, and the apprentice to the Emperor Darth Sidious. As a Sith Lord, Vader turned against his former comrade, comrades and hunted down the surviving Jedi and basically to near extinction. He also killed the younglings. He became an enforcer of the Galactic Empire who worked to crush the Alliance to restore the Republic for opposing his Sith Master's will. If you, um, want, if you want to know anything about Anakin Skywalker, just watch the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like sand. He hates it. What's she? <laughs> they killed her. My mother. Such a mommy's boy. I was going to ask an unrelated question. Mm-hmm. What happened to Count Dooku? He died. Yeah. Who? I'm, I, I'm just honestly, I don't remember what happened to him. Anakin Skywalker I- chopped his head off. Chopped his head off. That was the other um, Palpatine quote. Do it. Yeah. Oh, the, in Do that. It. Oh, yes. Yeah, Chop okay. his head off. Yeah. He mm-hmm. had both lightsabers. He goes, it's not the Jedi way. Do it. I like, oh, all right. Thank you. Right. Yeah. You have. You have, you have... No, I no, I don't have to watch the prequels. Good. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> Christopher Lee, such an underrated villain. He's oh, great. He was good. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. I mean, um, Palpatine's amazing, too. Right, whoever yeah. that actor is, uh, drawing a blank, Ian McDermott. Yeah, yes. he is, yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, Ian McDermott. Yeah, but we're not talking about Siths. Uh, Get out of your Siths, M- McDermid. <laughs> talking about Jedi's McDermid. What did he? McDermid. Sorry, McDreamy. McDreamy. Yeah, especially with that makeup, so mm-hmm. dreamy for sure. <laughs> uh, so, um. I'm trying to remember back to Mace Windu. He like does an X with uh, lightsabers to turn him into all wrinkly and gross. Mm-hmm. I, well, or does he, he just do one? one lightsaber? He yeah, his one. strong purple one was enough to overpower him. 
Mm-hmm. But he he electrifies it, and that's why he, he's killing me. <laughs> Save me! This is not the Jedi way. And then he chops his hand off, and then he dies, and then nothing happens. Anakin's like, oh, "Well, I guess I'm a victim." Yeah. <laughs> that was such an awkward scene. If Windu had any sense, he just blasts Anakin away. Yeah, clearly he's sensing an unbalance in him. It's like, get the hell out of here and let me do my job. So how it should have ended kill him just murder mm-hmm. anakin skywalker life is fine yeah get to anakin and um obi-wan fighting on in the uh fire planet mm-hmm. ah. and i have the upper ground so you can't jump over me even though <laughs> i jumped over darth maul three years yeah. ago <laughs> when i was pit. in this hole <laughs> <laughs> and i was able to kill him so right well, the upper ground does means nothing in this. Obviously, the upper ground is. Uh, he just knows. He's like, yeah, I was in that position. I know how to defend this. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've been in Anakin's position. I know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I know what he's gonna do. Uh, I think we need one more beer, guys. Do you like what Drinking Geek Out is providing? Do you want more? Do you like video games, Game of Thrones, comedies like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Parks and Rec, and The Office? Well, so do we. However, sometimes these things just don't fit in with our current show format, but we still want to provide this to you. Just to provide you with an update, we do have five tiers on our Patreon with all nerdy stuff to provide to you. You can become a super geek and receive a bonus episode every month. You become a mega geek, and we can pick a topic for a future show. You can become an uber geek, and we can do a show tailored around you. The perks go on and on, and will continue to grow. So go on down to patreon.com slash drinkingeekout for more information. And now, back to the show. All right, what I have, I gotta go back to find it. I <laughs> so am drinking. <laughs> Closer. Oh, Move that down a little bit closer, but anyway. It takes like 15 minutes to scroll back up. <laughs> I'll have no idea how to get back. Um, I'm drinking a Rochester Mills Beer Company called a Milkshake Stout. It says the Mills flagship brew, ale brewed with lactose, milk sugars, and cacao names. Cacao! This, this velvety, smooth, sweet stout stands out in a crowd with a mouthful of rich roasted flavors. Coming in at 5% ABV. And 20 IBUs, which is the chess 20. Is that from chess? Yeah. There are 20 starting moves, I think. Yeah. Um, The can that I have with this one is very plain and basic. You probably see it if you guys have Untapped pulled up. Yeah, there's not much to it. It's just- yeah, it's just the Rochester Mills sign and fancy. It says the original milkshake stout. Or is it brown? It's black. It's a black can. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's black. Like the beer. Uh, what's really neat on it, though, on the side, it's got the independent, and they are out of. This is the only one I think we didn't have from Indiana. Oh my gosh! I know, blasphemy. <laughs> um, shoot, but they are independent. I forget where it's from. I thought I saw it here on the can. Rochester Mills Michigan. is Michigan. Auburn Hills, Michigan. Yep. yep. Great. Close um, enough. Yeah, so they got a good description on the side. It's got the 20 IBUs listed, 5% BV, the pint, and it lists all the different malt blends that they use. Pilsner, chocolate, crystal, biscuit, black, white wheat, dark Belgian caramel, and the featured hop is Magnum hop. Magnum. 
Magnum. Five percent uh, seems low. Yeah, it's very low. It's very light. Um, and as I sniff it, it is super roasty, as it said in the description. Um, you just get those burnt, roasty notes. And then on the first sip, which I'm about out because I'm the last one to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, that first sip, it it was very chocolatey. So you get that cacao right up front. Um, but that roasted flavor stays with you. And it's not as thick as you would expect with it only being 5%. I mean, it's still kind of a thick beer, but it's not your typical one. And looking at their website, this is their base beer. And they have so many different variants of yeah, it. There so are it goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this says this is their flagship beer. Mm -hmm. Being a milkshake stout, you would think it'd be like a thick mouthfeel. I mean, it it is, it, but that sweetness it just it smooths it out, so it kind of masks it a little bit. That it's still it still feels full, but you know it's only five percent, so it's not doing yeah. that much damage. Um, I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, it's it's kind of thick, but it's not it's not thin, but you can tell there's not a punch that's packed behind it. Not as like robust as some of these stouts right. are. Right. It's definitely more it's flavorful than it is, you know, ABV potency. So definitely the rich roasted flavors really come out in it and they just sit in your mouth the entire time. Which is not bad because I enjoy the different roastiness of it. But again, it's so light, I think it needs to have a little bit more added to it which is with the original um but yeah it definitely needs more stuff behind it what's on tap say uh, i mean there are 40,982 total uh check-ins 25,920 ratings and they give it a 3.78 out of 5 my friend scott f said for super low ABV and for the aluminum can, it's not bad. Def wouldn't be suckered into buying the variant of 12 because they did like the 12 Stouts of Christmas or something one mm -hmm. year. He gave it a 3.75. Do you have any more friends? I have quite a few. I got uh, just one more. I got Mr. Gone, Chris Leland. Very nice chocolate milk stout, even a bit smoky, which is nice. Four and a half. I got, I got other friends, but they don't have any, right. so I'm not going to bother it. Uh, Dustin Wood and Matt Muncy, both from the Big Barrel Chat, chat uh, four. My wife didn't say anything, but she gave it a three and a half. And then I have it checked in as well. Uh, I gave it a 375. I think I gave it that because of how like loosey-goosey it was. <laughs> I mean, it's I, I imagine... Not having tried it, it's nice to have a the flavor of a stout without being bogged down with the ABVs that usually right. come with it. Right, right, yeah, I get it. It's like a lighter stout that you can just have to have and hold. Cat from Bird Boy or wherever she is these days, she gave it Summer a four city. and a half. <laughs> Summer City, yeah, yeah, she's like one of the managers out there. I'm pretty sure. I think so. Yeah, she's our Bird Boy friend. Mm -hmm. So what'd you give it? I'm gonna give it a four. Oh, not bad, not bad. Because I fair. like I like the just the basic flavor of it that I could sit here and drink multiples of these and not you know have to worry about a nine percent or ten percent and just yeah. have one and done that I could 
you know, drink this all night, still have that good flavor roastiness of the stout and not have to worry about, you know, can I make it to the bathroom without falling over after drinking <laughs> multiple mm-hmm. uh, of with the low ABV, but it's definitely a great starter beer and it needs those variants. I was going to say, you I th- really want to try some of those. Like I was going to ask, like, you think it's a good base beer that you could do off oh, yeah. shoots of? Definitely. So I gave it a solid four because I know there's room to go up there. Like a barrel-aged version or something? To yeah. Double the I think ABV. I read, I know we don't use them anymore, but Beer Advocate has a lot of different variants listed. Like they have a carrot cake milkshake stout, and I don't know about that one, but they put carrot cake in it. Uh, there's a chocolate raspberry one, a Christmas roast barrel-aged coffee milkshake stout. Oh, that blue- one sounds delicious. Blueberry pancake milk stout. Crackalacka milkshake stout. <laughs> There's so many. The one I've had, the chocolate cheesecake milkshake stout. Mm-hmm. We've had Sweet that on the show. Time. Yep. Peanut butter jelly time. Ew, I, was say, I thought we had this before, but I guess it yeah. was. We had a version of it. I don't think we had this one. The blonde one's really good, too. Milkshake blonde. So it's, it's not Mayan. a stout, but yeah. The Ninja Turtle milkshake. Shake stuff. Ooh, that would be good. Gotta get a Ninja Turtle episode coming. We do. I almost suggested that for this week. Mm-hmm. So Ninja Turtle is just—I don't know what it doesn't really tell me what it is. It's like caramel and tur- uh, peanuts. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, pecans, pecans. Pe- oh, pe- yeah, that's what I meant. Pecans. All right. Yep. Pecan. Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> let's circle back we have the five left of the best the best fit jedis of all time well what they say i don't agree with the five Uh, what my turn these are the best ones yeah it's your turn yep okay this one should be number Get yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, we have, at number five, we have Ray Palpatine. Spoiler alert. Force sensitive. Who, uh, personally, who does not like the new trilogy, I think Ray yeah. is the best Jedi of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bet, the Beth Sith of all time. There you go. She was a scavenger from a forlorn frontier of the world of Jakku, toughened by the harsh environment of her home. Ray lived in solitude until events drew her into the galaxy-wide conflict between the First Order and the Resistance. After discovering her connection to the Force, she sought out the legendary Jedi Master Luke Skywalker in hopes of saving the Resistance and learning to control her new powers. Her unconventional training as Skywalker's apprentice would set Ray on a path to becoming a Jedi in a time when the Jedi Order was virtually extinct. This was written before the last movie came out. Yeah. And also, she is a daughter of a fucking clone, so she shouldn't even fucking exist. It's true. Piece of trash. (laughs) 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 I think this description of her was good. I liked The Last Jedi. Yeah. Ray. Not the uh, Skywalker Whatever right. that movie's called. Yeah, Rise, The Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we all thought that the movie was going to be about her setting up this 
uh, ultra sect of the Skywalkers as the Jedi instead of the Jedi Order. It'd be like the Skywalker Order. No, but it's just her fucking picking his last name to be her own. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking the worst. (laughs) I'm glad... The three of us agree that movie wasn't good. Pale's no longer here. <laughs> of of while we're talking about Star Wars, of the recent trilogy, I think Last Jedi is the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is crazy because nobody agreed on that. I that wish out. I wish The Last Jedi was directed by Abrams. Because then he wouldn't use the last film to clean up all of the yeah. The loose ends left open by it, but mm-hmm. for what it's worth, Last Jedi is... It's the most is... interesting of the three. The, the other two are just like remakes of other movies we've already seen. Yeah, yeah. it was the most original, I think, out of all of it, mm-hmm. uh, of the, the new trilogy. The only Which... part that held me back, it was, I mean, it had to be done. They weren't all in the same same time. Like, I think mm-hmm. like with the original trilogy, you had the same core five characters that went everywhere. This one, they were just split. They got split up. Uh, uh, I don't know. the The first movie is them trying to rescue the queen or uh, Princess Leia, Mm -hmm. so she's kind of separated. And then the middle one, they're trying to rescue Han Solo, or Han Solo gets taken, so they're trying to rescue him. So there's there's a lot of that. And then the Return of the Jedi, everybody's separated. Like Han Solo is on the planet. Luke with, is up with Leia and Luke. fighting. Yeah, no, on Endor, the forest moon of Endor. It's a moon, the, not a planet. The planet Endor's moon planet. <laughs> I mean, but I'm saying they're all separate. Well, they're all together on that planet. All four. No, of Luke. Them. Luke is in uh, fighting Darth. He while they're, eventually, they're but they're all on the planet or on the moon at, at first. One, at one scene, yeah. At one point. At they one go point, there eventually. Then he gets captured. It's his plan. Then you have Lando Calrissian on a plane. I don't fucking know what that's about. <laughs> I mean, at points in these movies, yes, they're all together. Right. But yeah. they're not all together all the time. Yeah, it's definitely well, not, not a buddy comedy. True. A lot of a lot of side stories, maybe. I don't know. Like, right. it's hard to describe. I, I don't even remember it that well, honestly. But Right, but the, the what you're trying to say is that in these movies, you have three storylines pretty much happening the entire time. Mm-hmm. In the new trilogy? Yeah. yeah. And there are three useless storylines, characters we don't care about because they're never established. Yeah. Right. More Rose time, please and thank you. Uh, yeah. uh, yes, agreed. <laughs> See her fight yeah. uh, the collector. She could potentially be force sensitive too, because apparently that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. everybody is. Finn is. Everybody I've heard be. that. Yeah. I feel uh, it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about this in our uh, Star Wars ranking, which right. will be very that's probably what we should rename this episode anyway. <laughs> Number four Luke Skywalker. The man, the myth, the legend. A Force-sensitive human male was a legendary Jedi Master who sought 
or fought, sorry, who fought in the Galactic Civil War during the reign of the Galactic Empire, along with the companions Princess Leorgana, his sister, and Captain Han Solo, his brother-in-law, or lover. Uh, Skywalker (laughs) served along the side of the Alliance to restore the Republic, an organization committed to the downfall of the Emperor Palpatine and the restoration of democracy. Following the war, Skywalker became a living legend and was remembered as one of the greatest Jedi in the Galactic history. So why is he number one with fuck he's not as strong as these other guys <laughs> but it says right there remembered as the greatest he's one of the greatest not the it doesn't say remembered as the greatest he should be hmm. it's definitely he would have been if he didn't die in the last jedi he's most definitely better than qui-gon jinn fight me on that mm-hmm. i'm gonna beat your ass do it <laughs> qui-gon jinn is liam neeson <laughs> <laughs> wherever you are i'm gonna find you <laughs> i will find you and i will kill you um yeah i could see i there's definitely a debate there to be had that luke yeah. skywalker should be ahead of qui-gon yeah move him up or something but... if there if there wasn't a qui-gon there would be a luke though right true and qui-gon kind of established this whole live beyond the force and not just yeah he invented the ghost even yeah. though we never see him as one they failed at making this last movie right because they were like he's figured it out we're gonna study that and then they don't ever show it yeah um luke luke is definitely great it's just this new trilogy fails at making him great they make him more as a victim yeah Mm -hmm. a feeble old man even even more feeble than what we expected to see from Ben Kenobi when we first saw New Hope. Mm-hmm. Right. Because in the New Hope, we're like, oh, he still has a chance. But then, I don't know, in this, he's just basically like a broken, leave me the fuck alone. He, he's like a Yoda character. Yeah. Which Yoda's number one somehow. Mm-hmm. But just because Yoda's the strongest, yeah. we right. see him beyond the grave even be stronger than the people of Saul. Yeah, I don't like the number four, but I don't think he's one or two. I obviously would have put Luke at three. Yeah, I, uh, that's definitely a debate that's worth having, mm-hmm. and we're having it right now. Mm-hmm. And I could, I could really go either way. I didn't make this list, right? Yeah, I think you just got it from wherever. And I could see, yeah. The thing is that Qui Gon Jinn's only in one, in six, and. We don't really get to see all of Qui-Gon Jinn's potential. Right. He gets killed by someone and we they never they should have showed him as a ghost in some of these movies because we they've mentioned him as a ghost and we are hinting at I guess I can just read number three. Good. Is it my turn? Yeah. Uh, a force sensitive human male with a vulnerable wait, venerable if maverick Jedi Master who lived during the last years of Republic era. He was wise and well-respected, member of the Jedi Order, and offered a seat on the Jedi Council, but chose to reject in order to follow his own path, adhere to his own philosophy, centered around living, around the living force, um, strove to follow the will of the Force, even when action conflicted with the wishes of the High Council after encountering 
Anakin, Jin brought him to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Convinced he had found the Chosen One, he his dying wish was to have Skywalker become the Jedi and ultimately restore balance of the Force. So really, Qui-Gon Jinn is the reason any of the Star Wars movies happen because he, right. he, it was his dying wish. <laughs> yep. That's and, the reason he, that's the only reason he's ahead of Luke, I think. And going back to the Clone Wars, um, he does appear, I believe, as a ghost in does he? Obi-Wan. I want to, I'm pretty sure he does. It I may have been it, a dream or something, right. but he does make an appearance. Because I do mention that he does have that power at some point. I remember that. Yeah, it's never show it. And Obi One didn't know what it was because Yoda hasn't taught it to him yet. Because that comes at the end of the third movie. Mm-hmm. So I think he reaches out to him, and I remember he's like Qui Gon. Yeah, I don't know. It might have been a dream or something, but I vaguely remember that from the series. Or if it's not him to Obi One, then it was to Anakin. Because mm-hmm. Anakin goes through this whole thing on the planets where he sees his future and i'm pretty sure qui-gon showed up it was one of the two yeah so it's a fair fight between luke and qui-gon it's really preference i can't say one's better than the other yeah i don't know back to me now yeah number two we got the great obi-wan kenobi a force-sensitive human male is a legendary jedi master Jedi High Council during the fall of the Republic. During the age of the Empire, he went by the alias of Ben Kenobi in order to hide from the regime that drove the Jedi to near extinction in the aftermath of the Clone Wars. A noble man known for his skills with the Force, Kenobi trained Anakin as his Padawan and served as Jedi General in the Grand Army of the Republic and became a mentor to Luke Skywalker prior to his death in Zero BBY. Battle of yeah, I think I could, that I could see Obi Wan overtaking Yoda too. I absolutely was yeah. going to say that, and the alias of Ben Kenobi is the equivalent of the uh, ball cap and shades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that doesn't make sense. Why do Jedi's Same wear way. robes? And <clears throat> they only wear robes is because that's what they wore on Tatooine, right? In the original trilogy, so that's why they wear robes in the prequel. Because yeah. that's how we identified them on Tatooine. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't um, know. Maybe it has something to do with uh, just the whole clergy thing. I don't know. Let's hide the Luke Skywalker with his aunt and uncle. His dad will never find him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, ball cap and shades. I tell you what. <laughs> That's why I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the Kenobi series and to fill in that gap. Yeah. Of what's going on and how he probably fought off, I'm sure, quite a few people that were sent out to try to find him. And I believe when that series does release and, you know, come out, I do believe that Kenobi will jump Yoda. Oh, for sure. I mean, mean, baby Yoda is going to go to number one here in a long (laughs) season two. Right, absolutely. Uh, without further ado, Yoda, number one, uh, force-sensitive male being, male being belonging to a mysterious species. Male being. 
a male being, was a legendary Jedi Master who witnessed the rise and the fall of the Galactic Republic, followed by the rise of the Galactic Empire. Small in stature, but revered for his wisdom and power, Yoda trained generations of Jedi, ultimately serving as the Grand Master of the Jedi Order. Having lived through nine centuries of galactic history, he played integral roles in the Clone Wars, the rebirth of the Jedi through Luke Skywalker, and unlocking the path to immortality. That's what makes Yoda number one is that he has been there from the beginning of all of this. Yeah. And he, he's still present in making uh, major points in the current trilogy. Right. By figuring out the whole force ghost thing. Mm-hmm. And still teaching Luke lessons, even mm-hmm. though he's been dead for 20 years. Yeah. yeah. But I <laughs> still feel like when we get more Kenobi stories, yeah, that it'll just prove that Kenobi is just bar none the best. I would have to say, too, that if you look at Yoda and he was, one could argue, a failure. Exactly. He yeah, that's failed true to pick out Palpatine right he in front of his face. And he couldn't beat him mm-hmm. um, and then just ran off and hid. But he realized he needed to find a way to become stronger, to be immortal, to then help because he knew that he did and fail. But he it's like, hid for how many decades? A long time. Yeah. The same way Luke did. And same way Obi-Wan did. Yeah. Right. I could see Ahsoka becoming number one list if she becomes a badass. You could. And if you, I mean, if you take a look at the Obi-Wan series that's coming out, you could potentially make the same argument that he's going to diminish from number two. Uh, because of what happened with Luke Skywalker in the new trilogy, mm-hmm. where we have this idea of how great he was, and then we have this perception that we've developed, and then from what we actually do see in the last three movies, we're like, eh. so more, uh, I guess, more exposure could potentially be, you know, potentially a bad thing for Kenobi, but I, I mm-hmm. feel like it could be, you know, positive. Just barking down both sides of this. But hmm. for now, Yoda, one is good. I think this is a good discussion. I'm glad we had this episode. I'm sorry I uh, second-guessed it earlier. <laughs> but, hell, we could have probably spent the entire episode talking about the top five. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Honorable mentions and then top five. Probably should have done that. What the heck were we I don't know. We're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're just young we're young and stupid and trying to get into this podcast game we don't know what we're doing not to mention we're trapped in our houses so by the time this, this we've comes all out, gone mad yeah. yeah the zombies you know all right let's finish this up i gotta get some food yeah, <laughs> all right well for all of us it was a pleasure being quarantined <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed this yeah debate uh, it, it was kind of enjoyable at the end i'll be honest yeah. I did, yeah. The last, <laughs> the last ten minutes have been good. <laughs> I, I, I felt like sleeping, so I might cut the rest of that shit out. But I felt like sleeping. <laughs> yeah, just just put our beer talk and then like the beer like, the top like one five. through six. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that. There you go. <laughs> Maybe next window one through seven. One through seven. All right, cool. Per- works for me. And yep. Yaddle. And Yaddle. We gotta have Yaddle. <laughs> We'll we'll have we'll have like this. Uh, all right, number yeah. number fifteen and number seven. <laughs> we'll be like for number 
at number fifteen. Or no, sorry. And for number like and for number eight, and we have Yahoo. It's like it's obviously yeah. edited. Oh man, that doesn't match. It's like you saying and for number and me saying eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Alrighty, guys. It was a pleasure. All right. Yeah, I definitely. definitely. Uh, I had a good time, even if it's shit to listen to. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I had I enjoyed my time recording. Yeah, okay. you, you guys stuck it around this long. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Until next time. Drink up. Drink up and and geek out. And, and geek out. <laughs> we're so good at this. I don't know how <laughs> we're paid. I don't Timing know. It's getting better <laughs> <laughs> every time. We really need to reach out to somebody for I don't know pay paychecks because we're too good at this. <laughs> Disney should like buy us at this point. <laughs> they should. We're too good at this. All right. Hello and welcome to the drinking gate. You know what? No, you read it. Go ahead. <laughs> um, is this episode bad? Like, what do you mean? Like what we're recording right now? Is this bad? No, it doesn't sound bad. I mean, it's kind of spotty a little bit, but... No, I don't mean is, is the the content bad. Are we doing a bad job of podcasting? I <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't... I like the beer sections. <laughs> Beer's good. It's just, I think this is a lot of unknown material. Really know a whole lot. <laughs> so, kind of out there. Okay. Yeah.